Bidzy Small Business Society number 197. You're listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Hey guys, quick message to let you know I've teamed up with Audible and I wanted to give you the opportunity to try their platform free for 30 days. And along with that 30-day free trial is a free audiobook download from a library of over 180,000 titles. I recently listened to Tim Ferriss's 4-Hour Workweek and you'll find other audiobooks from great entrepreneurs like Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, Robert Kiyosaki, as well as tons of other nonfiction and fiction authors. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy, B-I-D-S-Y. Try it free for 30 days. There's no obligation. You've got nothing to lose and a free audiobook download to gain. That's at audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Thanks for joining me on another episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Today, I am talking to Marty Park. Marty is the founder and president of Evolve Business Group, where he and his team of strategic coaches, advisors, and trainers work with owners and management teams to create new growth plans. He understands that we all have a burning desire to take our businesses to new levels of performance and profits, and his strategies have helped countless clients integrate new ideas into their businesses for better results. Marty believes that we can work less, produce more, enjoy more of life, and reap the reward of a better bottom line. Let's find out how he does it. Welcome, Marty. Glad we could connect. Can you first tell us more about yourself than about what projects you're working on today? Sure, Rob. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I guess the uh, a little bit more about myself. Uh, I was, I guess, what, what most people would call a serial entrepreneur. I, I like to think of it as just an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial enthusiast. Uh, but I started my first company when I was 21. I uh, started a software company. I left university in my fourth year uh, and I really expected to be retired by the time all of my counterparts graduated. Um, but I think like I think like most entrepreneurs, you realize, wow, this is a little more complicated and that's why everybody's not, uh, you know, maybe rich and retired. Oh, yeah, um, the romantic but, idea of the million-dollar startup, uh, not that easy, right? <laughs> we started the software company and really thought, well, how tough can it be? And quickly, I think uh, instead of being retired in six months, realized I haven't paid myself. I've only run up my credit cards. And uh, after six months of playing business, we really had to uh, start to do some business. Um, and so I, I uh, was in the software business. I got involved in restaurants and bars. Um, at one point, I owned a furniture company. Uh, I've been in, uh, I had a marketing agency that I sold last year. Um, so I, I've been in 13 different companies over the last 22 years. So it gives me 
um, perspective that a lot of people don't necessarily have if they've only ever if they've been in one industry or or operated one business. So I'm really fortunate to uh, just have a great background, and I certainly am an advocate, believer, and just enthusiast for entrepreneurship. I think entrepreneurs are just the gutsiest, uh, most courageous people for what they take on and try and tackle in running a business. Marty, I love the quote, don't play business, you got to actually do some business. Great stuff. Now, I want to ask you this, what was happening around you that you saw as this opportunity to start the current business, to start Evolve, this company that helps other people reach higher levels of performance in their own businesses? Well, actually, the the sort of awakening point was for me starting the business or getting involved in what originally just started as a, a coaching company. Uh, was I was actually uh, I had been running a, a bar restaurant uh, on the weekends and at nights with a friend of mine. I had a I had sold my software business and had gone to work for somebody. I was traveling all over the North America into Europe. Um, what most people think of as being that glamorous lifestyle of you know oh I'm in New York next week and Boston for a day and then the week after I fly to L.A. and it sounded really good. But uh, I was selling software that I realized after a while that I really just didn't care about. It felt like a product for the sake of a product. And yet I came home on the weekends and uh, played bartender and talked to all the customers at our little bar and uh, realized that that was giving people a great experience. It, it wasn't necessarily changing their lives, but people were saying, you know, oh, we had the best date night. The band was unbelievable. Some people said, wow, I got really drunk on Saturday, uh, <laughs> you know, best place in the world. But I was getting instant feedback. And I realized in my software business, I didn't get any feedback. And felt like maybe the, the work we were doing wasn't really having much impact on people. Um, and I said, uh, in a kind of a pointed way, I really want to find something in my, quote, day job that is going to have the effect and impact that just operating a bar restaurant, that it gives people some good experience and, and I know is having an effect. And very serendipitously, I came across a longtime friend of mine, former employee, who was uh, – I uh, had gotten involved in the business coaching space uh, long before anybody even knew what a business coach was. I certainly didn't. Um, and that was sort of the kickstart where I realized, let me get this straight. I can help business owners talk about something I love, which is business. Uh, I love all aspects of the game of business. And uh, yeah, I could effectively have an impact on them where uh, put more money in their pocket, which would affect their family that it could potentially give them more time, that it could reduce their stress. And by that point, I had had a number of companies, and I knew that stress. And uh, to me, that was such a, a great place to suddenly focus all my attention, focus a company, and, uh, and make that really a bit of a mission. Man, just a byproduct of following your passion has resulted in a paycheck in your bank account too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, absolutely, man. Now, um, you're enjoying that success. It likely wasn't always that way, Marty. Tell us about your biggest challenge in business or otherwise, but what sticks out in your mind is your biggest challenge. And I'm looking for some of the actionable steps for the Small Business Society here that you took to really embrace and overcome that challenge. Sure. Um, I, I think one of the worst uh, days I've had was I had uh, 86 cents uh, to my name financially. Uh, I actually had less than uh, the, I didn't have enough money in the bank to be able to go to an ATM. Uh, and I had 86 cents in my, uh, in the ashtray of my car. I pulled into a gas station, had the gas attendant look down on me as I paid with all that change. And you can imagine uh, how far, how long it takes to pump 86 cents. It's sort of a splash and you're done. Um, but I, I had to get to the office because I knew if I got to the office, I'd be able to 
I'd have to phone everybody, try and collect some receivables so that I could potentially uh, take some money back out of the company and get home at the end of the day. And so there was a great deal of pressure, obviously, to be able to perform that day. Um, <clears throat> but I think one of the things that I've uh, been really good at is, uh, is uh, probably that one piece of recognizing that every part of uh, my week, every part of most days involves a little bit of sales, business development, relationships. I'm really proactive about a lot of our work has always come through our network, but I'm really proactive about touching base with people, updating people on what's going on with our company, and, and being really proactive about relationships and maintaining them are our responsibility or my responsibility. And with that, it's helped me over the years to just build a bigger and bigger network of people. Um, and, and oftentimes, people that I knew in a different business or in a different space, um, as I reconnect with them or stay connected with them, um, they come back around and years later, sometimes suddenly phone out of the blue and say, hey, now I know what you're doing and I need your services. Um, whether they've just bought a business or, uh, you know, I've had people phone and say, listen, my brother-in-law is doing this and I think he needs your help. Can I make an introduction? And it's it's an easy way because it's relationship-based. Uh, it's an easy way to, to find business and develop it. But it's also, uh, I mean, really enjoyable and, and relationships is a big part of uh, what I enjoy in business. Huge networking, relationships, absolutely. Now, you're speaking to it broadly, but 86 cents, Marty, get us into your head. Get get us into some of the mindset, what you were saying to yourself to sort of deal with that pressure and that stress. Um, you know what? It's uh, That's a great question. I mean, I, I'd be... The initial thoughts, I think, are like anybody. You, you know, you're, you're self-deprecating. You're beating yourself up. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I remember getting there. And actually, the worst part was I think most of us look at the guy who's working at the gas station and sometimes look down on them. To have the guy working at the gas station who clearly wasn't all that ambitious in his career looking down on me, um, I really got into the car thinking, uh, you know, what a loser. Uh, you know, how did I get to this place? Um, thinking about my business, um, thinking about how terrible I must be as a business owner. Um, <clears throat> and then realizing over the years that there's lots of people who have days like that. And, you know, from the outside, everybody thinks it's really going well, but they, they're really tough on themselves. And then in the afternoon, really getting to my desk at the office, the pressure of, I've got to get some money. Um, coming back to okay, let's put the noise away and what's the one thing I need to focus on? Before I do anything, I need to be able to get some money in the door. Um, so getting on the phone and being diligent and determined. And I think this is true of a great lesson for anything. I have to sort of, my commitment in getting something on the phone has to be greater than somebody's uh, unwillingness. So whether it be to get an appointment. Love that. To, Love it. to whether, you know, getting an appointment, um, asking for the sale and getting somebody to commit, getting them to commit to just coming to an event we're holding. All of those things, I find that that determination uh, that I had that day uh, has really paid off. I'm pretty determined um, in, in practical measures, even going so far, far that day. Uh, again, a great re receivables tip, but uh, people oftentimes say, oh, yeah, well, we're going to send the payment. And people say, okay, thanks. Well, because I need the money that day, I said, great. I'm going to send a courier over. They'll be over at 2 o'clock. Can I have them pick up a check? And and realized <laughs> That's a hard close, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it realized that people go, oh, um, uh, okay. Um, and that day we collected about uh, $10,000. Um, so I was able to, at the end of the day, write myself a check for about 1500 bucks that I took. Um, and, you know, I, I, I remember not being sure I had enough gas in the car to get to the gas station to fill up now that I had a full bank account again. Uh, but, uh, yeah, a lot of those lessons of, Put away the negative talk. I often like the idea that your uh, the little voice in your head 
uh, I challenge people to say, show me the PhD your little voice has. Because, you know, we all know there's really no education or, or um, the authority that you give to the little voice means nothing. So being able to put that away as an entrepreneur really has helped me. Being able to every day say what are the most important things, not necessarily the urgent, but what do I need to focus on? And then really be, being determined uh, and determined to whatever it might be, um, determined to have great sessions with clients, determined to make a difference, determined with staff to really get them motivated. But in each of the steps that I'm trying to take, uh, I come back to that idea of uh, being centered and being determined. And it's really affected me as a, as a entrepreneur, but also, uh, you know, from a, a coach and advisor perspective, uh, it's something I, I, I think all of my clients would echo that I uh, sort of my personality now. Marty, de- determined to tell a great inspirational story on Bidzy Small Business Society podcast, man. Great stuff in true entrepreneurial fashion, just backed into that corner and with diligence and determination, made it out, made it to where you here are today. I want to flip those. You talked about some of your challenges. I want to talk about your rewards. Why is it so great now to be Marty Park? Uh, you know what? The, the best is having control of my time and control of my money. Um, control of my time. I have a young family and being able to get lots of days where I can say, you know what, it's three o'clock, I'm going to kick off or uh, picking up my boys um, as a surprise or just being able to take a long weekend. Having that control of time and being able to spend it with family is is absolutely critical for me. Um, I mean, in the, in the past, I've been able to spend it on other things, but it was probably more single guy frivolous things um, <laughs> I still actually, you know, I just uh, took in a great thing a couple weeks ago. A client of mine actually gave me a chance, uh, invited me to go see Notre Dame football down in South Bend, Indiana. It was on my bucket list. Uh, I grabbed a friend uh, that we then went to Wrigley Field and saw the Cubs play, which was also on my bucket list. <laughs> um, All right. And being able to, yeah, being able to get a couple days without having to ask somebody, can I take the time off? And having the business in a place where I could do that uh, is powerful. Um, I think uh, being able to share with my wife now sort of uh, dreams and making financial plans that are uh, for probably out of reach for a lot of people is, is exciting, um, although we are really uh, aware of and, and very grateful for how lucky we are. Um, but I find that, uh, yeah, I, I love the idea that eventually a business and as an entrepreneur, you should be making more money than you could in any job. And uh, I'm certainly in that place now, and uh, I am grateful. Yeah, and obviously you're helping other people to reach that level of success too. So kudos to you for that. Now, I want to ask you, what's been most effective in really engaging with and growing your audience or your client base, Marty? And I want you to help the aspiring entrepreneur understand a few things about gaining some traction in a super noisy and a super crowded marketing and social media landscape. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, one thing I think is important, the first thing that comes to mind is consistency. Um, Having a marketing agency, uh, so many people in the past have said, oh, we need a blog in our website. And uh, we quickly as an agency said to people, well, how often do you think you're going to blog? And of course, everybody says, oh, every day. And they realize that creating (laughs) that consistency of blogging is very similar, I think, in anything that's promotion oriented or social media oriented. Um, So I think the first thing is being able to figure out whatever the bite size chunk is and be consistent in that every single um, period. I have I have reminders that go off electronically. I then have an assistant who is on me like um, like my mother. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey, don't forget, you've got that. You've got to write that today. You've got to do that. Um, so the first thing is consistency. The second thing is us producing um, unique content. Uh, I found to be really helpful. Um, originally, that was articles. Uh, we then have done 
uh, graphics that are original. But we found that having original stuff is shareable, but um, we can tie back to ourselves. Um, the third thing is uh, we've just uh, done a lot more work in videos. To just, we recognize that while people read our articles, that video is now uh, the better way to go. So we've transitioned to make sure that whatever medium is sort of hot that we're utilizing that. And then we've changed platforms. You know, there's things we do on LinkedIn that obviously now is using Instagram is different. Um, and uh, I think the other thing is finding people in networks. And we really just started some of this, but we're recognizing people that we know who have significant followings and then trying to leverage those so that if somebody, you know, instead of trying to organically grow our following one at a time, we're now looking to say, where can we get exposure to another 5,000, 10,000, 100,000 people. And that's been, um, as we start down the path and have those conversations with people, we're finding that, you know, if you've got the right people, they're really receptive to it. And boy, um, people that have big followings like that really are, when they start to advocate for you or promote your stuff, it can be a huge leap. Uh, as you said, Rob, in that noisy environment where there's just so much. Yeah, that leverage is so important. Leveraging that audience, huge. Yeah, I just want to say you guys are put, cranking out some great content, a couple of videos. You know, you guys have a great blog. I just want to direct everybody. And we'll give them a chance at the end of uh, end of the show here too. But it's evolvebusinessgroup.com. Great stuff there. Now, let's we're, we're talking about social media a bit. Let's dig deeper here. In your opinion, Marty, what is going to be the dominant social media platform in 12 to 24 months and why? Well, you know what? I think some of it depends on who you're marketing to. And what I mean by that is I think depending on the platform, you've got different um, uh, different demographics. And so as an example, um, there's things we do on Facebook. Uh, so one of the things I'm in is that I'm still in the restaurant business. And in the restaurants, because we're dealing with consumers, um, we use Facebook as a platform and we started using Instagram a lot. Instagram because pictures of food, pictures of the dining room, uh, I mean, pictures do speak a thousand words and that's been so effective. Um, but I think where we use Facebook there, when as a flip side to that, when we're talking about experienced business owners, then LinkedIn becomes a better platform. And then we have to adjust the kind of content and test and measure it to see um, what connects best with our LinkedIn audience. When we're dealing with a younger group, um, I have a client who uh, his demographics are millennials and, and even teens. Um, you know, Snapchat, which is not something I use, but is something that we're trying to incorporate into their strategy. So I, I don't know that I know enough to to be able to say, oh, this is going to be the social media platform. I think it changes. But what we look for is to say, who's our who is our audience and who are we trying to reach? And then where do we find people like that? For our business, we're dealing a lot of our clients might be 40s or 50-something business owners. And, you know, as that kind of a group, they're not necessarily surfing Instagram all day long. Um, and, in fact, the one place that a lot of our clients who aren't engaged in social media, the only thing they have is a LinkedIn profile. So we've honed in on that and said, well, maybe that's our channel for, for some of the things we do. But, again, with the restaurant, it's different. And I think for most companies, it's different. So you have to play with that, uh, measure the results you're getting from each of those channels. And I think then that tells you what your champion um, social media platform might be, which could be different than other companies. Yeah, love it, man. Great answer. Hang out where your clients are, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, I could have said it way shorter like that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yep. Now, let's dig deeper online. Which influencers do you follow online or otherwise for your own motivation and inspiration, Marty? Uh, that is a great question. I have, uh, I have so many, uh, online 
and just experts. Everybody from um, maybe what you might call old school guys like a Brian Tracy, who uh, foundational stuff. I love some of Tony Robbins material. Um, I've been following uh, Joe Polish and the Genius Network a lot. Um, I, there's a, a great friend of mine named Cameron Harold who has written some excellent books. His latest one, Meetings Suck, uh, <laughs> I think, like the title, is something any business owner or any business person can use. Um, there are so many people that are also from a personal perspective. There are people that I follow from a, you know, everything from workouts to sort of the aspects of lifestyle that are important that may not be directly tied to business that I think are uh, great. Uh, I've been doing a lot of reading lately uh, from uh, Diamantis, uh, who had written the book Abundance. Uh, love a lot of his stuff, and he is really big on big picture thinking. Um, I don't know, those are a few that come to mind. Yep, good resources there. I'd like to put a link for Meeting Suck into your show notes there. Sorry, what was the author's name again? Oh, it's Cameron Harold, H-E-R-O-L-D. Okay, perfect. Yeah, we'll throw that in there for sure. Thanks for those, man. Now, I want to ask you this. I'll shift a little bit here towards the end. I want to ask you, do you love to win or hate to lose and why? I would say, uh, I mean, the easy answer is both. But actually, I would say that I hate to lose. And, uh, and I think it's because uh, it has a more profound effect on me. I think I was playing in, a, in an adult softball league a few years ago, and I was on a team that I eventually said, do you guys ever win? And they said, <laughs> well, no, but it's, everybody has fun just coming out. And I'm competitive enough that I said, yeah, you know what feels really good is winning. And this losing is not feeling good. I find that um, um, when you're winning, I mean, that's obviously what you're uh, trying to achieve. And so when you do, I think there's a high that comes with that and an enjoyment. Um, but I found that uh, losing really hits me emotionally a lot harder. And in fact, I can leverage that or springboard off a loss to come back much more, there's my word, determined again, much more invigorated, much more, uh, I don't know, channeled in terms of maybe angry or just frustrated. But I, I can use a lot of that negative energy that, to propel me forward. And, and uh, so sometimes I think that I'm maybe more motivated by loss or when I have a loss that it really actually is way more beneficial than a win for me. Yeah, whether you're cranking softballs over the fence or succeeding in your business, yeah, those you're going to find <laughs> parallels uh, with all of those wins, right? I want to ask yeah. you this. Give us something actionable. What are you doing to wind down after a long or stressful day? Uh, actually, I have a, a couple of different wind down uh, strategies. <clears throat> um, one of them is uh, I try to, uh, at the end of my day, uh, I use meditation. I use a little bit of stretching. Um, I find that uh, getting away from a lot of media, I turn off my phone. Uh, by eight o'clock at night. So uh, I have a bit of a rule with my wife. By eight o'clock, business stops. So uh, I, I don't check my email and, and things like that past eight o'clock. Um, I found that uh, reading for me uh, becomes about things other than business books at night. And all of those things uh, allow me to start to move away from and wind down uh, from that. I, I found that uh, not being involved in television or online and being able to just go back to something as simple as playing music is also uh, great for setting atmosphere and being able to dictate a little bit of mood and wind down at the end of the day. Are you saying playing an instrument yourself or just uh, having some music in the background? Well, I play a little bit of piano, but I have to say that's often a frustrating exercise. So I was thinking more <laughs> maybe music in the background. Although both, if, uh, if you're accomplished, I think both can be really effective. For sure. I think the big takeaway is just cultivate other areas of your brain rather than just that, uh, that business side, right? Yeah, you know, you get. I talk to people who talk about, you know, responding to emails. They're on their phone until nine or ten or eleven o'clock at night, and then they 
instantly turn off the lights and can't figure out why they can't sleep. And uh, from an outside perspective, it seems pretty obvious. But uh, yeah, I've had to certainly um, create a transition period in my day um, where I wind down one aspect, wind up other aspects. And I think that's better, uh, better balance and enjoyment as well. Um, not many people I know like working till 10 or 11 at night um, and then crashing and then having to start again the first of the morning. It really That's where I think people start to regret or get frustrated with their their lifestyle and certainly their their um, their choice of being an entrepreneur. Yeah, for sure. And I think there's a little bit of science behind this too. Like a lot of the uh, the lights coming off of these devices, our laptops, our phones. This is blue light that sort of keeps us keeps us awake, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And which is yeah, it's funny. You know, you can shine a really bright iPad screen in your face and not think twice. But if I uh, came over to your house with a bright flashlight and put it in your face, Rob, you, you, you'd recognize that as a problem right away. <laughs> but for whatever reason, we don't with the, with the technology. Yeah. You bet. Now, Marty, I want you to boil this thing down for us. What is the one piece of advice you want to leave with our listeners about taking their businesses to the next level of success? Well, you would think that maybe I'd start with something tactical, but because everybody's business often requires different tactics in the moment or that time. I go back to the idea that uh, if you're trying to grow your business or take it to the next level, that the one thing I want to leave you with is, yes, you can, that everybody has the ability to continue to grow the business. I would say that um, empowering yourself or having some belief becomes critical. Your mindset is the one thing that starts to create limitation. The second thing is uh, to create to create that momentum, um, you have to innovate. So try something different. Try something new. Do something this week in your business that you haven't done before, because we found that innovation and trying new things is absolutely what starts to be a catalyst for creating new growth, new clients, um, and new opportunities. So, yeah, I would say uh, you know encourage people. Yes, you can uh, believe that it's your mindset that sets the tone. And secondly, uh, find something to innovate right away in your business and make innovation a, uh, a habit. Obviously, mindset was huge for you on that day from 86 cents to 10 grand. Marty, great stuff today. If people want to learn more about you, your business and how you can help them in their businesses, how can they connect with you? Uh, <clears throat> the, uh, they can connect with me. Um, my email address is just Marty Park at evolvebusinessgroup.com. They can visit our website at Evolve uh, or they can just Google me under Marty Park. Absolutely. We'll be sure to link everything up in your show notes page here. Marty, this has been great. Thank you for taking the time today to join us on Bidzy Small Business Society. Take care, man. Thanks, Rob. This has been great. Looking for more great audio content? Go to audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy for a free audiobook download and access to a library of over 180,000 titles. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.